G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been on with a podcast, had a lot of life stuff, work stuff going on. So unfortunately, podcasts kind of get held back when you get really busy, but excited to be back and talking about a topic that I'm really passionate about, something I've used a lot over the years, and that is reverse dieting. Obviously, I'm sure many of you know I have a program called The Art of Reverse Dieting. Um, I think I released that almost three years ago, right on three years ago now. I think so around 10,000 or so copies of Art of Reverse Dieting. So it's been a massive success from that standpoint. But what's been much more of a success is how many people have used it and really been able to finally understand how to keep their fat loss result long term. So reverse dieting, this has come up because I did a post the other day on my social media with my of my client, Anna. So Anna competed six weeks ago and earned her WBFF pro card in the WBFF London show. In the last six weeks, she's done a reverse diet. So I shared that and I got so many messages about it. So I thought I'd do a podcast to give you guys a bit more details and help you understand what it is exactly, how it works. And, and I guess it's just a bit, bit more information for you to form your own opinion and see if you think it's useful and practical for yourself to apply. So what is a reverse diet? So pretty simple. It's what I like to call an exit strategy to a fat loss phase. So obviously when you are trying to lose body weight, body fat, you go into a calorie deficit. I hope you guys are now familiar with that. So obviously we need an energy redu reduction to lose body fat and so you create a calorie deficit. But you can't diet forever, guys, as much as people want to and stuff like that. The goal is of a fat loss phase is to get a result. But then the goal is then to get out of that calorie deficit. Use a calorie deficit for a purpose, get that result, and then exit out of that fat loss phase. Now, this is where people struggle and really, really have issues in the whole, they get the result, but they don't keep that fat loss result long-term. So what you often hear is like that term of, oh, 95% of diets fail and diets don't work and all this stuff, which is just crap. But the issue is that diets actually work well. The... The concept of diets, 95% um, of diets fail. Again, that's incorrect. The whole concept is, is that people actually lose weight pretty well. A lot of you out there, I'm sure, have tried a diet and actually got results. Not everyone, but a large majority of you have got results. But the issue is generally keeping that result long term. And that's where the whole concept of, oh, diets don't work is, you know, people lose weight, they lose 10 kilos, but then six months time, they're 15 kilos up. So they actually go backwards, a net five kilogram um, loss or whatever over a long period of time. And that's often um, true. And that's an issue you see. And this is where though, people often don't have the skills or the tools to understand how to keep that result long-term. So this is where I kind of learned about auto-reverse dieting or so. 
Yes, well, that's my, what my program is called, the art of reverse dieting. But this is where I learned about reverse dieting. And the whole concept was I used to be really, obviously I still do it, but heavily involved in just really getting epic transformations. That was my big kind of thing five, six years ago, a little bit longer. And it was about getting fat loss results. And they worked with me for 12 weeks. I got them an epic result. They got the transformation photo. And then it was like, cool, see ya. I did my job. They finished the 12-week package. And then I'd often see people three months, six months, nine months later. And of course, well, a lot of the time, they didn't really look like how they finished the 12 weeks. And that's what really made it really drill into me, that mindset of, hey, yes, people can get great results. I can get really, really incredible results. I know I can do that. But am I making a huge difference if they don't maintain this new result long-term? And so that's really got what helped me learn about reverse dieting and the science behind it. And really just having that exit strategy, as I said, towards um, finishing out a fat loss phase. So what is reverse dieting? And then, so I'll get back to where I began. So what is reverse dieting? It's basically just an incremental increase of calories to take you up to your predicted or TDEE. So total daily energy expenditure, your TDEE, this is where you should theoretically be maintaining your weight so we often talk about fat loss phases of calorie deficit we talk about surplus phases and then we also have a maintenance phase so in theory if you eat at your tde you should be able to maintain your body weight simple enough but unfortunately it's not always as black and white as that so let's say your maintenance calories in theory are 2000 calories so in theory, off your body weight, your activity level, your body fat, you should be able to maintain your weight on 2,000 calories. But then you do a fat loss phase, you go into a calorie deficit, you start on, say, 1,500 calories. Eventually, you plateau, so you drop calories again, and then drop calories again. And at the end, you finish, say, you're a, a, a small person, and you finish on, say, 1,100 calories, for example. Okay, So very low calories, but you were doing that over a long period of time because as you lost weight, it got harder to keep losing weight. So eventually you got calories really low and you finish on 1100 calories and you're losing say at a snail's pace. So 1100 calories, that's where you finish your diet phase and your TDE, you work out your TDE off your weight, your body fat, it should be around 2000 calories. The issue is though, for a lot of people, if they just jump straight back up to 2000 calories, this would probably be a surplus for a lot of people. It's not their current maintenance, okay? So when you diet, you can experience what we call metabolic adaptation. So metabolic adaptation is basically your body's defense mechanism to fat loss. Your body doesn't really care that you want to be super lean. Your body doesn't really care if you want to have abs or look incredibly lean in a bikini on a holiday. That's why when you are losing weight, it gets harder and harder and harder and you keep having to make calorie reductions because with metabolic adaptation, what happens is your body basically makes it harder to lose weight, which is a good thing. If you're say starving or in a famine or something, it's a defense mechanism. So basically your body allows you to run more efficiently off lower calories. So that's a good thing if it's trying to keep you alive. But what that also means is that you're 
begin to expend less calories. So you burn less calories, which is why when people diet, they often then have to reduce calories to make up for that um, reduced calorie expenditure. So you're not burning as many calories. So then you have to then decrease calories to make up for that, to continue to create that calorie deficit. Now, through that metabolic adaptation, what happens though is that it's going to lower your predicted TDE, lower where your predicted maintenance calories are. So let's say with that client whose predicted TDE was 2,000 calories, but they finished their diet on 1,100 calories and they were barely losing. So that's a good sign that their metabolic rate has been lowered through the fat loss phase. So reverse dieting, the concept is, is that you want to increase calories slowly to try and pick up your metabolic rate. So try and pick up your calorie expenditure. And it's a way to basically be conservative about weight regain. So for example, you might go, all right, I finished on 1,100 calories. I'm going to increase 500 calories. So if I was dieting on 1,100 calories, losing about half a kilo a week, I know if I put up my calories about 500, that's probably where my TDE is at the moment. So it's not at 2,000 calories. I'm guessing it's probably around about 1,600 calories. So with a reverse diet, what you're actually doing is you're not just doing, say, a tiny increase from 1,100 to 1,150 and then 1,150 to 1,200 calories. That's not what true reverse dieting is. Reverse dieting is about trying to take your calories close towards your current TDE. So where you're probably currently at, we're trying to get your calories there. Okay, so what would happen is this is basically a conservative calculated approach to increasing calories. And the whole goal is that as your calories increase, it will help in turn potentially pick up um, your metabolic rate, lose some of those negative, negative metabolic adaptations to help you um, increase your calorie expenditure. So as you increase your calories, you begin to move a bit more, your neat levels, your, um, your um, neat levels increase. So you begin to fidget more, move a bit more and expend a few more calories. And as you keep increasing calories, you keep burning more calories in response to the, the calorie increase. So the whole idea behind reverse dieting is to mitigate fat regain as you increase calories. So the pros of reverse dieting, the big pros are it can help you, A, have an exit strategy, a plan after the plan ends. So this is the big thing I like with reverse dieting. You don't just finish a fat loss phase and be like, oh, cool, I lost 10 kilos. See ya. And then you forget all the habits that you did to lose the weight. You go from dieting and tracking calories and macros perfectly for 12, 16 weeks to then being like, ah, fuck it. I'll just eat whatever. This is why people obviously rapidly put on weight after a diet ends because they don't really have a plan. So big pro of a reverse diet is number one. It gives the client or yourself structure. Giving someone structure can then hold you accountable and help you um, obviously not go into that mode where you just go, ah, whatever, I'll just eat whatever. So it gives you at least targets to hit to help keep you, I guess, in more structured approach to increasing calories. And the next pro of reverse dieting is it's a big positive for someone who wants to stay leaner for longer. So let's say you've lost 10 kilos, 
and you're really scared about weight regain, but you also know that you should be getting your calories up. It's a good way to increase a client's calories whilst helping them with the psychological aspects of increasing calories. Because often people think, people often think, hey, I finally lost weight and now my coach is making me increase calories. It took me years to learn how to lose weight. And now I've lost weight. Now my coach is telling me I have to get my calories up and they freak out because they think, oh my God, I'm going to put all this weight back on. So this is where education is important, but it can also be a nice, easy transition for a client who's really scared of increasing calories to slowly build calories up. One of the worst things you can do for someone with psychological issues around increasing calories is giving them a giant, giant leap up in calories and they put weight on quickly. And all they're going to want to do is rush back to dieting, um, rush back to low calories. And this is something you see all the time. So they're the two basically really big pros. You give people structure and you can give people a chance to stay leaner for longer to help them psychologically to increasing their calories to keep them leaner for longer. And then I guess the third point is, say for my client, Anna, who um, I shared recently was the big point with Anna was she really wanted to stay leaner. She had photo shoots she wanted to do and she didn't really have any issues dieting. It was a really cruisy prep. So she had no struggles dieting. So she was a perfect candidate to slowly increase calories more so than someone who had a terribly hard time dieting, okay? So basically, who is reverse dieting for? So it's for someone who finishes the fat loss phase, okay? That's the big thing. So a lot of people come to me like, hey, I want to diet. Do I do a reverse diet or do I do a diet? A reverse diet is basically the diet after the diet ends, guys. So that's just one of, something I really want to drill in is that reverse diet, the goal is not to lose weight. The goal is to increase calories up to your true maintenance calories, Okay. The goal is to increase calories, okay? So sometimes you'll lose a bit of weight in a reverse diet initially, especially when you begin their increases because it's still often in a calorie deficit. That's actually not the goal. We still want to be increasing calories because primarily the goal is to be maintaining weight or limit how fast you put weight back on to help the client psychologically and also if they have goals to stay leaner. So what are then the cons? Or a reverse diet. So what are the, the not so optimal um, concepts around reverse dieting? So number one, A, A, number one, whichever one you want to choose, we'll go with number one, is that you're going to keep someone in a true calorie deficit for longer through slowly increasing their calories, okay? So obviously, with our, our client example of their TDE being 2000 and they finished on 1100, if you go to say 1600 calories, they're still in a deficit in, in relative terms towards their true TDE. So even though they might be maintaining their weight on 1600 calories, it's still below their true TDE. So why does this matter? Because obviously you're not getting the true benefits of getting out of a calorie deficit. Okay. So when this matters is for someone who has experienced a lot of negative metabolic adaptations in dieting. So negative metabolic adaptations, like what are those? Basically, this is going to be 
things like a big drop in libido. Right? There's something commonly here is like my libido becomes non-existent. That's a negative metabolic adaptation. Really high hunger levels. So in dieting phases, your hunger hormone ghrelin increases. Then in turn, what happens is when your hunger goes up, your satiety lowers and satiety hormone is related to leptin, the hormone leptin. So ghrelin rises and leptin decreases. So they have an inverse relationship. So you're hungry and then your meals, when you do eat them, aren't satiating as much as they once were. And then obviously you're going to be on lower calories. So it can be for a long period of time, a woman can lose their period. So they, um, due to being so lean, you can lose your period. So that's going to be a, a, quite a common one, unfortunately, in the prep world, which we try to avoid as much as possible. Obviously, a period is something we want, a regular period for a woman. And then things like decreased muscle protein, protein synthesis. So it's going to be harder to obviously build muscle. It's going to be harder to maintain muscle, especially on lower calories, which is why it's always more optimal to have a surplus or at least calories at maintenance if you're trying to build muscle. So these are some of the cons of negative or the effects of the negative metabolic adaptations so really what is the best way to lose those negative metabolic adaptations to fat loss and dieting it's to get out of a calorie deficit and actually put weight back on okay so the faster you put on weight actually is what's going to actually help you lose those negative adaptations so this can be why you need to look at um, the client so if you have a client, two clients, right? I use this analogy of you have one client like Anna who did a prep and every week she'd send me her biofeedback and she should say, my energy levels are great. My sleep is great. My mood's great. My libido's high. Um, I feel amazing. They're pretty good things when someone's shredded okay so you know they're a pretty good candidate for a reverse diet when they if they want to stay lean because they're not really experiencing any, any of those more side effects you often commonly um, um, occur through long-term dieting so she would be a good candidate for a reverse diet because it's not so much urgency to quickly get out of a calorie deficit and put weight on okay because she's not getting those such negative side effects now, on the flip side, you've got another person. This has happened before. My client, same thing. She could be getting to comp feeling like death. She's lost a period. Her hunger's through the roof. Her stress is through the roof. She's barely sleeping. She feels absolutely horrendous. And she just needs to get on stage and just get it done. She just desperately is in survival mode. She get on stage. And then she is just in... A terrible place. She looks incredible, but she feels terrible. So in the comp world, you've got two people. They both look great, but how they feel is completely opposites. So this is where the person who feels absolutely terrible, the goal should probably be to get calories up as quick as possible. If we can increase calories rapidly and have her put on some weight or him or whatever, this is going to actually help reduce those negative metabolic adaptations faster. So this is why reverse dieting is a fantastic tool for the right client. But if someone's got really, really bad um, um, negative adaptations from dieting, the best thing is going to be to increase calories rapidly and put on some weight. Whereas on the flip side, you've got someone who's cruised through fat loss, they feel amazing and they want to stay leaner. Um, 
then reverse dyeing is a fantastic tool. Or if you have someone for an instance, let's say a general population client, which is you know just your everyday lifter, someone who loses 15, 20 kilos and they're really scared to put weight back on then and they're not feeling bad at all, they're feeling good and they know, well, you know as a coach or yourself that they should increase their calories and start to try and maintain. Let's consolidate the weight loss. This is where, again, a reverse diet can be a fantastic thing. They've lost 15, 20 kilos. They might be 10 kilos away, but they're starting to feel a bit flat. So let's reverse diet and consolidate. Let's keep the result we've got, get them out of a deficit, okay? That can often be a great place to go again, a reverse diet. So cons versus pros. There's lots of pros, but sometimes cons can be for that person who experienced a lot of those negatives. So the speed that you bring up your reverse diet, again, can depend on people. I think a lot of the time people go way too conservative. As I said, it shouldn't be trying to bring up things too conservative, conservatively. Wherever you finish your prep or fat loss phase, sorry, you shouldn't be just bumping up, say, 50 calories. So if you're on 1,200 calories, you shouldn't go to 1,250. It should be a considerable jump up, which I cover in the reverse diet um, guide. But you don't want to be too, too conservative. You don't want to do it too slow. This is where, again, you can, you can make things harder and harder than it needs to be for people. So with, with Anna, I think she went from 1,100 or so calories to about 1,600 calories for a first jump. And now she's on, I think, 2,100 calories. Okay, so good solid jump. And then we build up from there. Now, what are some mistakes people commonly make re with reverse dieting is, number one, they don't quite realize that it's hard to reverse diet mentally. So when you're trying to lose weight, seeing yourself get leaner can be motivating. It gets hard, you're hungry, but you're seeing yourself get leaner. You see the scale moving, you're getting compliments. That can really drive you and push you through those hard periods. But after the diet ends, you're still obviously tracking calories in a reverse diet. You're tracking macros. Psychologically, it can be harder because you feel like you've got less keeping you to that goal hey the comp's over or my holiday's over what i want to look good for and my best for and or whatever you call it you're not going to have that same mental attachment to the goal of fat loss increasing calories can often be harder for people mentally because they're not so attached to that goal it's not such a big thing um, mentally thinking of that you know that driving factor of looking your best on stage or looking really lean on a holiday at the beach or something like that so that's number one mistakes people make is they're just not aware psychologically that it can be harder number two they get too loose of calories so if you've been dieting on 12, 1400, 1500 calories for a long period of time, you generally try to make smart decisions. You try to eat high fiber foods to help feel, make you feel full. Um, you're making smart decisions, but all of a sudden you see your calories go up three, 400 and reverse diet. And you start making poorer decisions. You start to eat more calorie dense foods, more delicious foods. But then what happens is a lot of those more delicious foods are very calorie dense, but not fantastic for satiety. So often people get hungry initially in their reverse diet. If they're choosing, you know, foods that are, have super high calories, but not that satiating. So try to be smart with it. Try to have similar foods in your reverse diet initially to ensure that you're staying full and you're not just getting away from foods like fiber and higher protein, which will help with satiety levels. So they're just two big things I've noticed. I cover in detail my guide a lot more, but I think it's just really important 
part of doing reverse dieting. And the third and final point with mistakes people make is they get away from the habits that help them lose weight from a training standpoint. So if you were training hard, lifting heavy in your fat loss phase, guess what you still do? You still get to the gym and you want to lift heavy. You want to get stronger. Use those high calories to drive your training. Use those high calories to fuel high quality sessions and get stronger and lay the foundations for long-term improvements. Okay. So don't go from, Hey, I'm training four days a week, five days a week in my reverse diet with weights. Now I've gone to the gym one day a week or in the next week I go twice and the next week I miss. So yeah, you're, you're doing a reverse diet from a calorie standpoint, but you're getting away from your training. So a big thing is keep your training consistent. Yes, you'll be reducing your cardio. Yes, you'll be reducing your steps, but try and really, so I really want to drill this in, try and keep your training the same. In the gym, lifting heavy, building muscle, that should be the goal, whether you're in a fat loss phase, a building phase, or reverse dieting phase, we're still lifting with purpose. So I think that's a pretty good um, snapshot of reverse dieting, guys. I hope I covered some points to at least just give you a bit more of an idea of what a reverse diet is, a little bit more of an idea of when it's successful or how to do it successfully, but who is a good candidate for it, who might not be. So I always kind of use the term that a reverse diet is just an exit strategy. It is a tool. Um, it's not magic. It's a tool in my arsenal of endless tools to help a client get a great result, whether it be fat loss or maintaining a result, et cetera. I have lots of different tools I can use and it's just that. So not everyone has to do a reverse diet, but I think it's a very good option for a lot of people if you understand how to do it well. So with that, guys, if you want to learn more about reverse dieting, I cannot stress enough, invest into my art of reverse dieting guide so there's programs there's two programs for men there's two programs for women there's an advanced program and a more general population program or 12-week programs for both men and women all in the one program but it's also my most educational program there is so much so much so much education all around fat loss why fat loss is so hard um, to maintain those results why we often um put on weight quickly, things like that. It's going to be a lot of a, a bit of a light bulb moment when you read a lot of these things because it's going to make you understand why you struggle to not only, why you struggle to not lose a weight, but why you often struggle to keep the result, um, result long-term. And you're often in that yo-yo, yo-yo kind of cycle of you lose weight, but then you put it back on. And then you lose weight and then put it back on. The Art of Reverse Dining Guidebook, guys, and program is all about helping you have the tools to get, um, not just get the result, but keep that result long-term, okay? That is what I'm so passionate about. I want to have people get incredible results, yes, but I also want to give you the tools to keep that result, get out of a calorie deficit and maintain that result long-term. So as always, guys, go invest into my programs, go learn, I've had, I think, 110, 115,000 people now use my program. So I really hope that this can give you a bit of insight into reverse dieting and help you along your journey. As always, guys, thank you for listening to me. I appreciate it. And I'll chat to you all next week. Thanks, guys.